This is the BBC. This podcast is supported by advertising outside the UK. Raj and Pablo on BBC Asian Network. It's Raj and Pablo. You guys have been wonderful. Thank you for downloading another Best Bits of the Raj and Pablo Show, the number one Bollywood show on the BBC. On this week's download, you can hear from actress Abigail Ames all about Shivai. And it is love to read on the BBC this week. We had author Yasser Usman on his best-selling biography on the legendary Rika. And of course, Salil Acharya joins us to give us all the goss from Mumbai. You may have seen the 13-year-old British star Abigail Ames in shows including Lawless, Doctor Who, Alley Cats and Mr Selfridge. Last week saw the release of Shivai, marking the young thespian's debut in Bollywood alongside superstar Ajay Devgan. And we have to say after a whirlwind week of premieres and showings, etc, etc, the glamour and glitz of Bollywood and a series of long-haul journeys between the UK and India, the lovely Abigail Ames joins us live in the studio. Uh, Abigail, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? We are really, really well. We're so excited to meet you. We loved you in the movie. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so I'm sure you've been asked this many a time, but what was your first experience in Bollywood like? It was um, crazy, amazing, scary, exciting. <laughs> it was all the emotions. I mean, when we first landed, we got out of the airport and the heat just literally melted me away. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, that does happen. <laughs> you know, um, one thing, uh, we were speaking to Ajay Devgan, he told us a wee story. He said, like, you know, he was so, he was almost in tears. Apparently you didn't eat for a whole day. No, that was more my mum. Well. She was so paranoid about like eating and I was just eating everything. I love <laughs> the food so much. <laughs> uh, but in terms of your experience of India, Ajay did tell us that um, you, uh, in terms of, I mean, you know, there are people who, are, who oh, live yeah. on the streets yeah. and there's a lot of poverty there and he said mm. that that was quite shocking for you yeah as soon as I saw them I literally got back to the hotel I just couldn't I was just sitting down thinking 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 I couldn't take my mind off it uh-huh. if you get what I mean and how did you land the role did you have to do a lot of auditions well I did a self-tape which you like record yourself at home right, and okay. then they were like we really like you so uh-huh. I went for an audition and then it went from there but how did you <laughs> how did you hear about the movie well our agent was just like okay so there's a Bollywood movie we mm. don't know if you want to go and I was like yeah I want to yeah. go I want to do this <laughs> have you ever seen a Bollywood movie before I didn't get to because RJ said to me don't watch any Bollywood films because uh-huh. you'll get like a image of what you have to be right and okay. I was like okay and he was like so don't watch them I was like, okay. <laughs> so so what was it like acting with him? It was really fun because on set, like, everyone was quite comfortable with each other. Uh-huh. And me and RJ have come really close doing this yeah. film. So it helped on screen as well. But were you, did you know that he was such a big superstar? No, I didn't. No. And it was when I got there when everyone was like, please have a picture, please have a picture. I was like, oh, my God, he's so famous. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you, with this, I mean, you kind of shot in loads of different locations, Bulgaria, Hyderabad, Missouri, um, loads of snow. Yeah. Um, did you find that a bit of a challenge? Sometimes, because the different temperatures, you're a bit confused. Because like, uh-huh. it would go from really hot in India to really cold in Bulgaria. Uh-huh. So it was a bit hard sometimes because... Um, in the bit of the movie, I'm in Bulgaria, so like I'm really wrapped up, warm, and then I have to film that in India, so I'm like really hot, well, and it's, but... it's a bit hard to balance. <laughs> and do you know, like, what, what's the difference of working on in a Bollywood movie and a Bollywood movie set as opposed to what you've done before, like Doctor Who or Lawless? I don't know really. I mean, obviously it's different because you're in a different country and uh-huh. like the temperature and everything. 
that it's kind of the same. I mean, in India, like, the people are so spiritual and they're so family orientated. So it's really nice. <laughs> so have you, made, have you made a lot of friends now? Yeah, yeah. a lot of friends on set. <laughs> do, do, you, do you stay in touch with Ajay? I mean, have you got a texting relationship? Do you drop him an odd well, message here and there? obviously he's very, very busy. Uh-huh. But I try my best. <laughs> and did you click with his daughter, Nisa? Yeah, I yeah. did. We have a really close bond. Yeah. I stay in touch with her, I FaceTime her. She's lovely, lot. isn't she? Yeah, she's really nice. Did you meet his wife, Kajal? Yes. She's a mad hatter. We love her. <laughs> we love her. She giggles like nobody's business. I'm telling uh, you. And of course, what we shouldn't forget is that there's also school for you. So oh, yeah. were they quite understanding to let you have time off? Yeah, they were really supportive. They were like, OK, so this is like... Because obviously they're like, OK, it's a good thing for you, like travelling and meeting uh-huh. new people. So they're really supportive about it. And also I had a tutor in India anyway, so they didn't really mind. <laughs> Was it hard? Was it teaching different? Um, no, I preferred it because it's one-to-one tutoring. So. Right, so it's easier. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, do you know, like, since, since Shivai, have you watched a Bollywood movie since? No, I haven't. Cause oh, no! It's quite hard because of the language, uh-huh. but, like... I did try and watch them on the plane, but I was just so confused what was going on because <laughs> there was no subtitles. I'll tell you a secret. They're mostly love stories. <laughs> Boy meets girl. They have trials and tribulations. They break up and then they marry each other. <laughs> um, we've had a message in from Roma from Leicester. She says she watched the movie Shivai and she said the child's acting was fantastic. 10 oh, out of 10. Oh. That's very sweet. Yeah. So um, have people been coming up to you after the movie? I had one girl in the airport. She was like, oh, my God, are you in Shiraz? I was like, yeah, oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> I'm not used to having people like, coming up to me and being like uh-huh. recognising me. So it was really exciting. Uh, what, what was it like watching yourself on screen? And the big screen, on, the big on a screen. Bollywood movie. It but, was but don't give everything away because it's like, but like some of the stunts look really yeah. scary. I, I was just blown away because I just can't believe I've made it to like a cinema film. Yay! Watching it, I was getting a bit teary. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is it. Well, we think you were absolutely brilliant. Oh, thank really, you. Really, really good. Have, have you got a bit of a grasp of the Hindi language? Mm, tiny bit, but I'm not that great. Oh, God, say something, say something in Hindi. Mera naam Abigail hai. Well, that's, that's pretty good. That's better that's than Pablo. Good. I'm yeah, telling you, that's better than, than Pablo. It really is. <laughs> no. So, is there any other Bollywood projects coming your way? I don't know, really. Mm. I mean, I'm just going to see how well Shivai does, and then we need to... See what happens after that. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of Brits in Bollywood as well now, you know, yeah. making your mark. Did you I meet did. any? No, I didn't, unfortunately. Yeah. But, yeah. A- Amy Jackson, right, she's from Liverpool. Oh, right. And she is the number one actress in South India now. Wow. And she's a Liverpoolian. Yeah, a you never know what can happen. So you never know, you could be in her shoes. Did you, did you get to meet a lot of other big Bollywood names? Well, I did, but, like... It was quite normal because I'm like, oh, they're just Bollywood, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently, um, is it true that you and Ajay were close to tears most of the time? Yeah, because some of the scenes we had to do, it was just very, Mm. very like hard scenes. So afterwards, we were just crying, crying, just get it out. (laughs) Lovely one. How do you stop? And you know, like, you know, like, you see it as being an actor, how do you stop taking those emotions with you? Because it's quite a challenging role. I don't really know. Like, I guess you just think of something sad and yeah. you just kind of all... You kind of just let out your emotions and it's, it's quite so, good. Uh, did you always want to be an actor? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my sister did it first and she was like, Abigail, you would love this. And I uh-huh. was like, uh, OK. <laughs> so I just kind of did it and then so, I got into it. So what about your sister? What's she been in? 
she's done also done Doctor Who uh-huh. and she's done a few bits and pieces here and there. But she was the one who got me into this and was like, you would love it. Uh-huh. I was like, okay. So you're, pre- you're pretty close then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me and my sister are really close. So what would be your dream, dream job? Any kind of Disney film. Yeah, I can I see you in a Disney film. I absolutely love Disney. Yeah. And I don't know, I just something about it's so magical and yeah. nice. Well, be careful what you wish, <laughs> wish for. You never know. <laughs> if you guys at Disney are listening, because they usually do. Of course they are. We've got a budding star in Abigail. She wants to do a Disney movie. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're going to play a little game with you now. Yes. Oh, okay. like, that's all right. But, uh, basically, all you have to do is tell us whether you'd go to your screen, Dad or whether you'd go to your real dad in these scenarios. (laughs) So we've got five different scenarios. Um, So uh, who would you confess to first, real dad or your screen dad, Okay. So Mm. your friend came over uh, and you had a food fight. Uh, Your mate got ketchup on your dad's favourite top. So it's on your dad's favourite top. Uh, Who would you rather tell, your screen dad or your real dad? Just because my real dad would kill me. Well, he'd be like, well, it depends what shirt it was, actually. But I think (laughs) I'd probably tell. His best shirt. Oh, I'd probably tell my on-screen dad so I don't <laughs> want to get in as much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> right, you mess up a scene in your next movie. Who would you rather go to, your screen dad or your real dad? Oh, I think I'd probably just go to my real dad because, you know, advice and... Well, he's not an actor, but, you know, yeah, just advice he, in general. <laughs> he's dad, he's dad. OK, so you get, you get a bad grade at school. Who would you rather tell, screen dad or real dad? I think I'd just have to be honest and tell my real dad because I just don't want to, like, OK, so I've got a bad grade, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and we all need this. You need advice on boyfriends. Who would you rather go to, screen dad or real dad? I might go for my on-screen dad. It's so embarrassing sometimes. Yeah, it's probably better. Uh, well done, you did really, really well there. Thank you so much. Um, can we just say best of luck and thank you so much for oh, coming in to talk you. to us. And when we were in Bombay, we hooked up with the rest of the cast, cast. of the and movie. And we just missed you by five and we, minutes. And they did. They were very, very complimentary They were raving about you. Aww. They were raving about you. I missed them already. Yeah. <laughs> um, Abigail, thank you very, very much. Thank you. Uh, Abigail Ames there stars alongside Ajay Devgan in Shivani which is out in cinemas now. This is Raj and Pablo on BBC Asian Network. Now our muscles from Mumbai, Salil Acharya joins us live with the inside scoop on the celebrity world. Salil, how are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. How are you guys doing? We're well. First of all, before we begin all the Bollywood, Bollywood shenanigans, how was your birthday? How did you celebrate? <laughs> the birthday was great and... Uh... I always like working on my birthday. It was one of those nice working days. And so, yeah, it's all good. And what was the best present you got? <laughs> the best present was uh, an early salary. So I was really happy about that. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, it must be tough being 21 and never been kissed, huh? Uh, no, I, I did get kissed, actually. I oh. lost my virginity there. So oh. Like, oh. OK, <laughs> let's just leave it there, shall we? Uh, now, uh, Salil, um, how have uh, Adil Hemushkil and Shivai done at the box office? Well, both, uh, strangely, have done mixed business. So neither really came out as trumps. You know, the, the multiplex is like Adil Hemushkil. Shivai was liked by the single screens. There's about a 10 or 15 crore difference between the two of them. Adil Hemushkil actually has been declared a hit. Because the overseas audience also backed it in after Sultan, the highest earning film after Sultan wow. in 2016 overseas. Uh, the music was great, so the music sold well. And it continued. It had its mixed reviews. A lot of people didn't like it. A lot of people did like it, but it did make more money. Uh, and because it cost a little lesser than what Shivai cost to make, it's already been declared a hit. 
Shavai's going to have find it tough to recover its money. It's got another weekend. Uh, but uh, Ajay Devgan is on the rounds of promotions once again to try and urge people to come in and watch it. Well, let's see what happens anyway. They're both good films. Now, we hear there's a new hero jumping into a sports biopic. Akshay Kumar. No. You know, yes, 1948, India's first ever bid as an independent country at the Olympics uh, was the Indian hockey team. And it eventually went on to win the 52 as well as 56 Olympics. Now, that role uh, is going to be uh, played by none other than Akshay Kumar. He's brilliantly athletic. And hockey is a sport that sort of binds the country. Chuck Day was the last hockey film that we saw. We all know what a good film that was. So this one's called Gold, and Akshay is really hardcore into it. So I think, like I said, sports, biopics in India will always do well. There's a lot of emotion attached to it. And this one's going to have a bit of emotion of Dhyanshan. So looking forward to this one. Um, and what's going on between uh, Rohit Shetty and Ajay Devgan? You know, it all started at Mami, where you guys were. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rohit Shetty made a couple of statements, which, which is always honest. It's always good to see. Where he said he made some mistakes with regard to his films and never expected them to become, you know, uh, richly deserved films. And he mentioned Golmal, saying that uh, I don't say that that's my finest film, even though it made money. So this is point one or strike one, as we say it. Thereafter, there was a report about Parniti Chopra being signed on for Golmal 4. And then Roy Chetty denied it, saying, no, 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 I'm not sure about that. Because Ajay Devgan said, Golmal 4 will happen as and when I have time to do the film. Now, suddenly, Roy Chetty's not sure if... Ajit Devgan might want to do Golmal 4 or not. Everybody told me he's not very happy with the number of uh, revelations that Rohit Chetty has been giving about his films. And he gets a little bit touchy about these subjects. And as a result of that, Golmal 4 is in limbo. But, you know, they were best friends. I mean, they were uh, buddies that used to hang out together and all the rest of it. But Shah Rukh Khan and Karan Joe were best friends, you know. Everyone uh, sort of ends up becoming best friends. Salman and Shah Rukh are best friends and they... It up a bit, so it's all right. It, you don't have to necessarily have an epic fight. You can just have a disagreement on certain subjects, and I think that's what's happening between the two of them right now. Oh, bless. You know, with all this, uh, you know, things on about Pakistan and the sentiment, uh, apparently Ali Zafar's been replaced in Ali Abut film, Dear Zindagi. Tell us more. Tahir Raj Basin. He was last seen in Mardani, Force 2 now, he's going to be seen in. And he's replaced Ali Zafar. And I think nobody wanted to sort of get into another debate as far as Pakistani actors and all mm. those kind of things. So as a result of that, they sort of replaced him in that film and they've kept the role to a minimal. Uh, we, Ali Abad said there and Shah Rukh Khan's in there, but sadly, we're not going to see Ali Zafar for all his fans across the world. And a very able and competent actor coming in the, in the fray, Tahiraj Basin, he's not seen but a non-action avatar ever. Mm. So this will be also another revelation. Well, Salil, thank you very, very much. And we'll let you rest your throat. Um, yes. Sounds like you're getting a bit of yeah, a cold. No, my throat's taking a bit of a beating. Do eat all the gold guppy. <laughs> well, thank Salil, so much, guys. thank you very, very much. Um, Salil will be back next Saturday with more celebrity stories. A very croaky, throaty Salil there. He sounds quite sexy, don't you think? This is BBC Asian Network. Raj and Pablo. Now, I've been reading Rekha's latest biography penned by journalist and author Yasser Usman. Uh, It's a real insight into the life of the iconic actress Rekha and follows how a girl, unloved by her father and pushed into Bollywood by her mother's gambling habit, rose um, to become the most glamorous sex symbol of the Indian film industry. It's a book that we can't put down. And the man behind all these revelations Yasser Usman joins us now. 
Yasser, welcome to the Rajan Pablo Show, the number one Bollywood show on the BBC Asia Network. How are you? Thank you. Thank you, Rajan Pablo, for inviting me to this super cool show. I am a listener to this show. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. We are big fans of yours. I mean, that book, it, uh, Pablo can put it down. I, I Seriously, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I have to have it because I'm a big Rekha fan. And so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of nearly finished. So I'm, I'm nearly there. But I, firstly, I've got to ask you, what made you write this? Uh, in fact, I was writing my first biography on uh, on the superstar, the first superstar of Indian cinema, Rajesh Khanna. Uh-huh. So one of the producers, the film producers, suggested, "Why don't you write about Rekha? It is a great story. It's 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 a story of a great fight back of a mm. 14-year-old uh, Tamil girl who came to Hindi film industry without even knowing the language Hindi, and then she went on to become the the biggest superstar. Uh, you know, doing diverse roles and uh, openly giving interviews with the both." in the 1970s and she was kind of a trendsetter so it was a wonderful wonderful story of a fighter and that that uh, you know inspired me to write about her life and I, it's been a, a great story you know when you first thought you were going to do this did you not cuz cuz i mean rick has become a very private person did you not think uh, yeah. how am i going to get the real facts here it was very difficult, you know. Uh, I, I tried to call Rekha, and then I got a call from her house saying that, "What are you writing?" And I, I, I told her, "I want to write uh, your true story." I told her uh, manager, and then uh, they said, "Okay, we'll get back to you." But the, the call never came, and then I, I kind of gave up, and I went back to the archival footage, interviews. Like I got through almost more than hundred interviews of Rekha from 1969 to 2014. Wow. And, and like went through research like a maniac, and and this this and then the entire story uh, came in front of me. And it is very difficult now that she is she has reached sixty years of age. In that age, you are in no mood to give those fiery interviews you used to give when you were young. So uh, I have used the interviews, those those interviews, the archival interviews. And, and met people, her co-stars, her producers, her directors who have worked with her closely, and even some of her family members. And this was, uh, and they said great things about her, uh, the, the kind of things I have never read about. Well, so that's what was, I was going to inspired me. I was going to say, because I'm reading the book, I mean, there's some things where I'm like, wow, really? Um, so was it, what was the most shocking thing you found out? I think uh, her marriage with a Delhi businessman was the most shocking thing because mm. you know about her involvement with uh, some of her co-stars, even her association with Mr. Amitabh Bachchan. It, it is it is the most talked about uh, thing in the Hindi film industry in Bollywood. So all of us know about that aspect of Rekha's life. But then Rekha actually went on to marry a, a, a normal Delhi businessman and that businessman committed suicide after seven seven months into the marriage. Hmm. And this was the most shocking thing. Hmm. And everyone, when, when he committed suicide, everyone blamed Rekha uh, for, for, for his death. And she was branded a murderer, man-eater, nymphomaniac. And this was the single biggest tragedy of her life. And she couldn't take the accusations and went into her shell and that's that's how her reclusive image uh, came came you know the, the rekha we know today is the reclusive diva that's i think that's that's one event one tragedy of her life that totally fundamentally transformed rekha she was that fiery open minded uh, used to give Bold, boldest interviews, and then she she finally became a recluse. You know, the the catch line of my book is Bollywood tried hard to tame her. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, 
they could never tame her. Actually. And I mean, were you slightly worried because you know in the book you talk about obviously her, her um, friendship with Mr. Butchin. Um, when you were writing yeah. it, were you worried that you know someone may get offended, the Butchins may call you up, or you know, Rekha may call you up saying, "What are you writing?" Yeah, yeah. I wasn't scared because uh, the approach I took when I decided to write on Rekha, the approach I took was a very journalistic approach. Hmm. You know, a simple journalistic thing like Rekha said this in 1975 and Mr. Bachchan replied uh, this to that uh, statement of Rekha's or uh, Mr. Jaya Bachchan replied. It was all in the newspapers. It was all in the TV interviews. It was all in the magazines of those times. But there so is there is was... something quite bold that you've written that, you know, um, uh, Jaya, Mrs. Bachchan, said something to Rekha when she um, came over for dinner. I mean, how did you find that out? Yeah, yeah. This this was Rekha's interview given in 1984, where she is openly, you know, Ooh. this was kind of shocking and surprising for me also, Pablo. They said, ke, Rekha said, ke, uh, Jaya Bachchan called me for dinner uh, one fine evening and she told me that I'll never leave my husband. So this is kind of shock. This is straight out of Silsila. Yes. You can think of this incident as, as a scene uh-huh. from Silsila or any other uh-huh. film, but it actually happened. And I have no clue, you know, there is no evidence of it actually happening. But since Rekha has said this, and Rekha is my protagonist. Rekha has said this openly. Uh-huh. It is here in the public domain. So I, I used it. And Rekha was not talking to me. So I decided I'll use all Rekha's voice should, should be there in all my chapters. So mm-hmm. from chapter one to chapter 26 of my book, you will find Rekha's voice telling her own story mm-hmm. through her old interviews. And these are rare interviews. What is the real relationship between Rekha and her secretary, Farzana? Is Rekha in her control? I think Farzana is very close to Rekha and she she's a secretary come manager and they met in the mid-80s. Mm. Uh, uh, she has literally given her life for Rekha. Today, it is impossible to reach out to Rekha without going through Farzana. Uh, so people say a lot of things. Farzana actually called me up and she was extremely polite. And, uh, you know, there is an incident. Uh, uh, somebody I interviewed for the book narrated this uh, incident to me where Rekha went for a dinner and refused to dine until Farzana was eating with her. Now, in the ni- now in the 70s and 80s, the norm was that all the top stars would eat together. Uh, you know, and but Rekha... In, in, in Rekha's life, Farzana is so important. She said, no, I will not eat without Farzana. You know, but I, I would say Rekha was lucky to find a friend like uh, Farzana. Now, look at Rajesh Khanna, my first book. Yes. He, he was absolutely lonely towards the last few years of his life. Mm. So there was this man Friday called Prashant. I interviewed Prashant and Prashant, Prashant told me that uh, one night Rajesh Khanna called him and said that, Prashant, uh, you were my closest confidant. Now you don't even, now even you don't come uh, to meet me. You know, in Hindi, they said, Ab main itna akela ho gaya. I'm so lonely that even the people who used to work for me, they, they don't call me. Uh, leave, leave aside the stars or producers or directors. I mean, the people who were closest to me, they don't come. They are so lonely. So it's it's uh, it's really dark and lonely at the top. So mm-hmm. that that is the reason I decided to write on popular stars. That once you become stars, people people think you're the most loved people. Mm-hmm. What they do not know is you are the you're the most, most lonely. Also, is it true? Like after very quickly, I have to ask you about Amrao Jan, which is one for definitive films. Is it true that she refused to promote the film or finish it? That Musafar Ali was left high and dry. 
there was i think there was a, a minor uh, misunderstanding because i met muzaffar ali and i asked the same question to him he mm. said ke there was when you make a film and there was there used to be so many heated discussion in any case uh, it it was a great it wasn't a great casting uh, in terms of uh, you know uh, umrao jan was a character from lucknow who used to speak impeccable urdu now rekha was from tamil nadu and her her natural language her mother tongue wasn't urdu so in any case muzaffar ali went up to sign rekha and then finally they had so many uh, discussions heated discussions on on dialogues on kind of costume so muzaffar said told me ke uh, there used to be discussions and there used to be fights but by the end of it rekha rose above the script mm. she became my umrao it was it was her so, greatest performance and uh, have you been um, how do you feel about the success of the book it it kind of uh, surprised me uh, because you know i was expecting a, a good run for the book but it released on a saturday and there were a few articles on saturday sunday it was covered on again on some national newspapers and it it trended on twitter the second day and it is mind blowing it has it went on to become the biggest bollywood book in mm, india it indeed. is it is it went completely insane i mean um, i never expected this kind of success i think it is all because of rekha yes. well yes sir uh, do you know if rekha has read the book have have you heard anything from her uh i have no clue i had sent a copy to rekha i i really want to meet her and talk about the book and i even told uh, someone who's close to rekha a filmmaker who whom i interviewed for the book i said if rekha wishes to you know meet me or give me time i would love to that would be the greatest uh, you know a reward for me after writing this book i felt so strongly for her mm-hmm. i used you know there were there were instances there were even there were tragedies uh, while i was writing that that brought tears to my eyes uh, thinking mm-hmm. about her life how she went through it and fought back it was it wasn't easy and i would love to meet her and if she thinks there is anything which is not projected correctly i'm like ready to meet her and change it now as bbc love to read week this week so what are you reading at the moment I am reading a, a, a book, a novel called The Assassin's Song. It is written by Watson G. You know, I go through book hangovers. You know what that means? It, it is the inability to start a new book because I'm still thinking about the last book I read. So it is the book is called. How <laughs> blessed! Such it is such a moving story. You know, it it will affect you. Uh-huh. You know, a very fine, elegant, and emotive book. Well, so, so I. strongly recommend the assassin's song the novel called assassin's I'll check that one out uh yes sir can we just say thank you very very much for talking to us and thank you for writing the book thank you for inviting me rajan pablo and super cool like i said this is the greatest show oh uh, thank you so much yes sir on doing it thank you the wonderful yasser usman there author of the popular biography rekha the untold story and we're celebrating hashtag #love to read with the bbc Thank you for downloading the best bits of the Rajan Pablo show on the BBC Asian Network. And if you miss us and you've got anything to ask about Bollywood, all you need to do is email rajanpablo at bbc.co.uk. Until next time, bye. Catch up with loads more from BBC Asian Network online or on the BBC iPlayer radio app.